You can trust me. Hope you have studied almost every moment of your entire life. You've literally stabbed people in the back like 50 times. Why never do it again? Popheads, welcome to issue 149 of the Tomcast Popcast, coming to you from an off, <laughs> coming to you from a cubicle in the offices of the Time Variance Authority. My name is Tom. Thank you for checking out this quality independent pop culture podcast. Be sure to follow us on the social media. We are at Tomcast Popcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show TomcastPopcast at gmail.com. Remember, we are on all your favorite podcasting platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora. Amazon Music, Audible, so many options to choose from. And if we're not on your favorite, let me know. I'll make sure we get on there. If you are listening via Apple Podcast and you can spare the time to give us a five-star review, uh, that is so immensely important. It is the best way to just help support small podcasts like us. Uh, is give us those five-star reviews. Help us, help us defeat the evil algorithm that is trying to keep us down. Keep us down and uh, down and out in Beverly Hills, if you will. Uh, <laughs> I gotta thank my official members of Pophead Nation, which you can join at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. You can join the nation and gain access to sweet bonus content. Just uploaded some new bonus content for the Patreons. Uh, they may not even have had a chance to check it out just yet, but it's uh, a special little uh, segment dedicated to why I think Baron Zemo is an awesome villain. So check that out. Head over again, patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. Select the right tier and get all the bonus content you can you can handle. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman, the Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is the co-host of The Ringing Ear, a fantastic music podcast that I recommend insanely highly. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General Brian Broussard, and the New Jersey Devil Mark Wegemer. Also, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company right here in San Diego, keeping us all well hydrated in these warm summer months that are just around the corner. Just around the corner. I know spring just got here, but trust me, it's getting warm already. Actually, it's a glorious day today, I'm not going to lie. But still, we need hydration. Always have to stay hydrated, and Pariah is hydrating the county of San Diego better than many. Better than many. All right, we have an epic show for you today. Let me turn down that music, my goodness. This is going to be... A big one. We got a lot to get to in this show. We're gonna be catching you all up on uh, on all the news that was that was fit to print in the in the time since the last news episode. So, good lord, that's a lot of news, a lot of trailers, a lot of things to talk about, and and we're gonna get right to it. So, sit down, buckle up, hold on to your butts. We're linking up with Roger, and he's gonna crush it because Roger is Roger's ready. He's been he's been he's juiced up. He's ready to go. He's gonna crush this today. Ooh, it's gonna be a good one. I'll see you on the other side, and yeah, hold on to your butts. I would like to see the baby. All right, once again, back in the Tom Cave via Skype, our good friend Roger Smith, a.k.a. Jedi Raj. How the heck are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. It's been a while. I've been, uh, you know, just doing things here and there. Was uh was in Portland for a little bit, but, you know, I'm back in town, ready to cast again, and... Uh, 
there's a lot of stuff for us to get through. You did some pandemic traveling. How was that? You know, it wasn't so bad. Uh, the situations were pretty spaced out, you know, on the airplane. Uh, airport wasn't wasn't too bad, you know. There wasn't a lot of people. So, you know, I just kept my mask on the whole time. And whenever the mask was off, it's because I was drinking a beer. And that's about it. That's all you can do at an airport, you know. <laughs> right, right on. How was uh, how was Portland uh, uh, as far as like restrictions go? Are they doing doing okay? Are they ahead of us? You know, I think I hit them right at, at the um, the best possible time I could have. You know, pandemic time, just because it seemed like most things were opening up, uh, just to the degree of you know where they could have limited indoor seating and that kind of stuff. So I feel like they were definitely slightly ahead of where we were. Um, and, you know, I was able to hit up a lot of the spots that I wanted to. I think there was only a couple places where we only could uh, get beer for takeout. But other than that, you know, I kind of was just kicking it at my Airbnb the whole time anyway. So not too much happening. Yeah, right on, man. That's pretty cool. Well, I mean, yeah. you were you were up. You're from a beer city. You went to another beer city. Did, did you come home right. with some beers? You know, I, I didn't come back with too much. I really only came back with something from uh, Upright Brewing. I posted it on Instagram a while ago. It wasn't for any particular reason other than I just didn't get a chance to drink it while I was there. I just gotcha. bought a bunch of beer, and I'm like, oh, I just didn't get to that crowler. So um, brought that one back with me. But, you know, I kind of just wanted to keep the suitcase light for coming back, you know. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> well, but, yeah, a lot of good stuff while I was up there, though. Well, as, as, as you are well aware, we do like to consume the tasty uh, brewed beverages, a.k.a. beer. Oh, yes. <laughs> what, what do you got today in your glass? Oh, I got, I got an old favorite of mine. I just saw it. went down to the liquor store, South Bay Liquor, and they had Shark Attack Double Red Ale from Port Ooh, Brewing. Oh, yes. Yes, that's this a classic. One, yeah, one of my favorite reds, honestly. It's uh, just got that classic style, perfect balance of, like, hops to malt, uh, Honestly, just one of my favorite reds. So. I, I agree with you 100% on that. That's a great call. Uh, I kind of, I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad at the beer I'm drinking right now. Don't get me wrong, but that <laughs> that sounds mighty good. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm drinking something, of, uh, I, I, I don't know, it's not new, I don't think, but I haven't seen it, I hadn't seen it in cans in a little while. Uh, and, and obviously because of the pandemic, I haven't been up to visit these guys, but this is uh, from Mikeller, Mikeller, depending uh-huh. on how you want to say it. Uh, yeah. This is their Burst West Coast IPA. Uh, they, uh, okay. they have they have freshly canned this, and it is tasting mighty nice. <laughs> nice. I would I would read you more of the can, Raj, but it is printed in a, such a way that that's impossible for me. <laughs> it is illegible. I do not have my uh, magnifying glasses with me, <laughs> but know that it is packed with deliciousness. It's a. You said it was a West Coast IPA. It sure is. Nice. Yeah, because you know they mostly been canning those those haze craze things. That's true. And, uh, that's I, I don't get me wrong. Like, there, there's definitely some hazes that I enjoy still, but I'm I'm fairly hazed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I've definitely reached that point too, where I'm just like, if I'm if I'm drinking a hazy, it's because you know out of habit at this point. <laughs> but I'm kind of like craving new stuff, which is kind of why I reach for the red. Not really new in this case, but something different for the palate. You know, if I'm drinking a hazy, it's probably because it's a hefeweizen at this point. It's the it's the OG haze. <laughs> <laughs> the OG. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, we got we got a lot to get to, man. And uh, um, you know, it's, uh, I feel like we should save the main event for for later in the show. Sure. As as we have a lot of news to process and get and get caught up on. Uh, and as as is seems as seems to be the case 
with the news very often these days. It's, it's centered around uh, the, the DC Cinematic Universe and the Marvel Cinematic Universes. Uh, and Roger, I'm going to let you pick which universe we start in today, DC or Marvel. Uh, you know, I'm just going to have to go with my OG classic favorite. We're going DC first. Roger, that is exactly the way I have it written down. I know you so well. <laughs> well, let's get into it, all right? So uh, uh, let's kind of get caught up because we didn't get a chance to pick your brain yet. Uh, yay or nay on the Snyder Cut? You know, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, I mean, it was a very low bar to, you know, hop over, but it blew the other one out of the water. You know, it was just like, you know, my wife and I were watching the movie and we're just like, how did he mess this up so bad? Like the source material was pretty decent stuff and they just went crazy with the uh, theatrical release. But um, no, I mean, we, we really enjoyed it. Uh, the uh, added parts that they did put in there, you know, gave a lot of, uh, you know, background to each of the characters that was like super lacking in the original. It got rid of like some of the cheesy humor, but still had, you know, some wit to it. And, uh, you know, just all of the uh, action scenes that got extended were pretty fun, you know. Uh, I had very little complaints about it, you know. I, I think it probably met or exceeded my expectations a bit, even. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was I was happy with it. Yeah, you know, I, I know a lot of people had some issues with, with that four-hour runtime, but uh, I, I'm curious, <laughs> did, did you sit down and watch all four hours, or did you do like I did and kind of like break it in half at least? No, I, we just sat down and watched it. Honestly, it didn't seem that long. From a family that watches the extended cut of Lord of the Rings, this was a piece of cake. <laughs> yeah, it, it, no. To be fair, I mean, to be fair, it, it's it's a fairly fast four hours. I mean, that movie that that yeah. that, that this version of the movie really, really moves quickly, and and yeah. that is that is to his benefit. Um, yeah, I still, I, I much like you, I maintain it is a a, a vastly superior version over what we got. Initially, I I actually found a, a couple scenes from the the Whedon version that I do like, um, uh-huh. or that I that, that I sort of missed from this cut. I I, I think the one that rings out the most was um was was I think it was, I think it's before the tunnel scene. Maybe I could I might be misremembering already, but it's the scene where Batman tells the Flash that he just needs to save one person. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And I That's thought that was true. a pretty cool line for for, for Batman to motivate. A Barry Allen who really hasn't done much and is yeah. known for just pushing people out of the way. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'd say that would maybe be the one scene that I would be okay with from the Whedon cut. But, um, but yeah, honestly, though, I, I felt like the film was, you know, like for being four hours long, it didn't feel like time was wasted anywhere. Yeah. You know, it felt like the story was cohesive and everything that was said needed to be said. And honestly, the, the four-hour length, I feel, was was no fault of Snyder. It's kind of a fault of them wanting to put their Avengers movie before the setups, you know? Mm-hmm. So they needed to explain Cyborg and The Flash all in the same movie and then put them in with the already established, you know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. And I, I guess at the time, Aquaman wasn't even established that well yet, right? No, not so, really, no, no. So, yeah, they really needed to put in like three origin stories, you know, for people that weren't really super familiar with the characters in that movie just to make it work. So, I mean, it was it was a big task, but honestly, I think it was a pretty admirable effort. Yeah, I, I think the question, the big question that you and I asked of uh, uh, before it came out, you know, for, during the months and months and months of hype uh, 
for for this yeah. for this release was you know like you said the bar was low we, we yeah. had we had expectations that this would be a better version of justice league but do mm-hmm. you consider it now the Snyder cut to be to make justice league a good movie you know i think so i i want to say like you know it wasn't like a, you know a super hype amazing movie like but i think definitely it was a good movie it was a fun movie i think that's you know more important to me that it's just you're watching it and you get all these like references like how they added in martian manhunter i know my wife and i were audibly like oh man it's manhunter you know like when he popped up and we just lost our shit for a second but uh you know just moments like that for like like the you know fans of the source material i think it's really good i definitely think you're going to have a lot more fun with it if you're already an existing justice league fan, I think it's going to be a, a harder sell, especially with the runtime to get just more casual people to watch mm-hmm. it. Um, but you know, it, it's like the argument I was making with my friends. I'm like, no one's saying you got to sit down and watch all four hours. It's literally broken down into pieces. for yeah. you. So if you just want to, you know, take each part, you know, as it comes, uh, you know, just take some time to watch it. I think it's a decent movie. I think it's worth a watch. I, I think the thing I, I, I decided about it, um, the most, I, I think, one of my most resonant thoughts about it is is that it's it's definitely it's I like it better than Batman vs Superman. Like I think yeah, it definitely yeah. trumps that one. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even though there there's still some stuff in 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 the center cuts is like okay, whatever, all right, we're we're just doing that to get to this, but yeah. I, I, I definitely think the Snyder Cut of JLA or Justice League is, is better than mm-hmm. Batman vs. Superman. It doesn't matter oh, what yeah. edition of Batman vs. Superman, whether it's the super long Ultimate Edition or the theatrical. Batman vs. Superman yeah. has so many problems in it. This yeah. is at least an enjoyable ride, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. I mean, I, I think this is just like his best efforts on, uh, you know, what he could have done and they just kind of they kind of let him roam free with this one, which is I think maybe one of the issues he had with some of the other stuff that we've seen issues with is that you know too much uh, control outside control over the creative license, you know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so with the Snyder Cut and, and the and the, the decent amount of, of of positive buzz about the film, uh, Warner Brothers yeah. executives have come out and said and confirmed that the Snyderverse is over. Yeah. Uh, are you sad? <laughs> yeah, you know, especially because I set up, like, you know, my wife and I, we love Martian Manhunter. He's he's awesome. But, you know, just the way everything was set up so well, you know, I was going to set up into the uh, the Batfleck uh, Batman movie, you know, and uh, we were going to get that with Deathstroke and everything. And uh, just how everything was just set up perfectly to, you know, branch out from there. You know, I don't know. We you know, the, the Flash movie is still... <laughs> we don't really have anything concrete on the Flash movie, just other than, you know, stuff's happening and, you know, directors are changing and stories changing. But I guess it is is that not going to be considered part of this uh, Snyderverse? It's like, well, I don't know anymore, you know? So it's, it's kind of weird that they just were emphatically like, no, yeah, you, you got a taste of it, but you're not getting any more, you know? So... I don't know. I mean, is it one of those things where if we make a big enough fuss again, they'll they'll consider it maybe. But um, well, but yeah, it is kind of a bummer that they just kind of outright were like, okay, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, 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 I the, the one thought I had about that was that that is what one executive has said. 
Uh, if that executive sure. leaves Warner Brothers tomorrow, the new one could come in and be like, guess what? Snyderverse is back. We're doing it again. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, these things could reverse course pretty easily because uh, these people don't stay in their positions of power all that long. You know, a couple of disastrous releases and then that person's going to be out and someone new will be in and they'll be like, you know what? That Snyderverse brought in $11 billion on HBO Max. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's do more. So, I mean, who knows? Sure. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, as we've come to see, nothing is really concrete anymore. And especially with the way the fan interaction has been with everything, it's like they are listening. You know, it's like if, if we if we speak our minds enough, you know, stuff happens. So. Well, apparently, <laughs> apparently they are not listening that closely because uh, uh, this uh, same executive was also asked about the uh, apparently there's a bit of a groundswell for a or at least the the David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad. <laughs> and apparently that is gaining no traction because they were just like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even they realized that uh, there was no good cut of that. <laughs> well, I, I think regardless, I mean, I mean, this leads right into our next our next story here. But uh, they they have a suicide a Suicide Squad movie to promote now. They, yeah. You know, like why why divert from from this James Gunn one, which is getting a lot of positive vibes. Uh, yeah. To talk about one that was disastrous, uh, you know, a couple years sure. back. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, you don't really want to pull your attention away from it being like, but we're also going to fix the old one, you know? So. Yeah, let, 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 let's see how uh, how James Gunn does. Uh, sure. Which, by the way, James Gunn has released two trailers for The Suicide Squad, and they are both pretty darn awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, filled with deep cuts. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed those Suicide Squad... Su God, I can't even say it. Those Suicide Squad trailers. Um, mm -hmm. It has a much more of a f classic kind of Suicide Squad feel. Uh, yeah. to the comic book and now listen I, I i have to say this out there put this out there too i have been tricked by suicide squad trailers before <laughs> however <Yeah. laughs> I, you know james gunn has a has a track record which i think uh, most of us uh, uh pop culture enthusiasts and, and comic fans in particular can believe yeah. in so sure. so what i what i see in this trailer in these two trailers uh, uh is is very uh, optimistic for me. I'm, I'm very, I'm very enthused by by what we saw up there. Uh, I, I, I thought I might be, uh, I thought I might be getting too much King Shark in my life. Turns out I'm not getting enough King Shark in my life at all. No matter how many versions of him exist. There you go. You know whether it's, it's King Shark on the Flash or King Shark on the Harley Quinn show, or, or this version of King Shark voiced by Sylvester Stallone for God's sake. Yeah, that's gonna be crazy. <laughs> I'm just, I'm really in on this version. I love, I love Idris Elba. He's one of my favorite people on the planet. I can't yeah. wait to see what he brings to Bloodsport. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it's it's an incredible cast. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, definitely. And and I, I don't know what were your did you have any specific moments that that, that kind of like caught your attention from those trailers? Either one, you know, like for me, the trailers. I think that was the one difficult thing because, like you were saying before, we got we got really hyped for the last Suicide Squad trailer from mm -hmm. like the, the first one. You know, I mean, with the with the Queen and the soundtrack and everything. And right, right. It looked like it was going to be great. So I think at this point, you know, the the way the trailers are cut, I you know, you get a vague idea of what's going on. But you're still not really sure, okay, like like who who's the big bad here? Like what what exactly is going on? It's still very ambiguous. Most of it is just like they're walking through a jungle or walking through a cityscape and just kind of like there's a lot of walking in these trailers. Wait a second, wait a second. Are you saying you don't know who the big bad is? For well, I mean Yeah, I mean they did they did 
They have Starro. It's Starro, the Conqueror, baby. He's a giant he's... starfish from space. <laughs> you think that's going to be like the the actual big bad though? I, I feel like that's kind of a almost a bait and switch. You something. think so? I don't know. Some something about them just releasing that so quickly just seemed like I don't know. It didn't seem like either it didn't have enough impact or they just kind of like threw it out there as like, Oh, the, the, the deep nerds will get the cut, you know, but I don't know. Some, some seemed a little off to me. <laughs> so I mean, we'll see. Maybe I, I could be completely wrong. It's but, entirely possible that it's, 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 it's a bait switch. But I mean, this room, the, the rumor about star has kind of been out there for a little while. So I, I feel like it's very James Gunn just to kind of like lean into it. But like, yeah, you know what? Here's Starro. You, but you gotta still, you still gotta pay attention to see Starro in the trailer. It's not like they put him on front street, you know? Sure. Yeah. I mean, we all caught it, but like I was saying, I don't know. It, it kind of like to just toss them out. Like it just seemed a little nonchalant the way they did it. So it made me think it was just one of the main bads, you know? I, I, I So we'll see. Per, perhaps, perhaps. But I, I do think <laughs> Starro, I mean, just the concept of a giant intergalactic starfish, <laughs> it has a certain James Gunn quality to it. Oh, for sure. I think he's going to do great with it. And I, I have no... No doubts that that will be the case. But I, I also love that he was referred to as a kaiju, which I was like, I guess that's true. I never thought <laughs> yeah, of it I, that I, way. I like that, yeah. <laughs> never, with, you know. yeah, I never thought of, of, of Starro as, as a kaiju, but I guess that does kind of make sense. Yeah, I guess by definition, that would kind of count, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, But it was so odd to hear that. I was like, what? And then you see like the giant <laughs> tentacle come down, and then you know the, the you see over the guy's shoulder on the screen the giant yeah. starfish, and I was just like, "Oh my god, they're doing this!" <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That was pretty good. And I'd love to see like these just like mind controlled people with like just little starfishes attached to their face. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, maybe maybe that could be the the route that they take for that. Maybe there's like another like sub bad, but it's actually just. Starro mind control because if you don't know the character you wouldn't know that he's got the mind control powers so that could be the route that they're going there yeah i i think some of the i mean obviously they, they wanted they, they showed us what they wanted us to see but I, I i couldn't help but sort of be uh intrigued by by john cena as peacemaker <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, uh david dasmalchen as, as polka dot man seemed to have some pretty good lines too so oh yeah I, i'm very yeah, intrigued I, by this movie yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what it's gonna be. You know, I'm uh, I I think I'm cautiously optimistic at this point. I mean, it's it's got to be good because it's James Gunn. I'm just like you know, I've been bait and switched with Suicide Squad a lot of times now. <laughs> so it's like uh, it's so tough. They, they they're really trying to make the IP work, and for some reason, it just they're just tripping for some reason. So I'm just hoping this this James Gunn pull is going to be the one that really knocks it over, you know? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that 100%. And, and uh, just from a comic book perspective, uh, I, I, I mean, I feel the same way. Every time they relaunch the Suicide Squad, uh, I always find it disappointing and not as good yeah. as it was in uh, in like the 80s and early 90s. So sure. in, in that sense, and it, don't get me wrong, it, it's populated with, with great characters right now, but I, I, it's, yeah. I just don't find it nearly as compelling, mostly because I just know most of them are not going to die. Like there's nothing sure. threatening about it. Like the, the the book feels like it has very minimal stakes because it's like, it's like well they're not killing Harley Quinn, they're not killing yeah. you know X Y and Z who are featured in other books or prominent villains for other characters. So it's sure. just like what like what are we doing here? 
<laughs> they, they're lacking the suicide aspect of the squad. Yeah, and you know, don't get me wrong. The the, the, the initial run in the eighties. I mean, like eventually a, a a sort of like cast developed, but they, yeah. they they also did a good job of mixing in some red shirts to to see get killed at the sure. same time. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, DC has, you know, uh, an endless list of red shirts. So, I mean, as we see from this movie, like like we were saying, we, we knew maybe like five out of like the, what, 20 characters that were announced initially. So it's uh it's gonna be a good list of people that are gonna die in this one exactly and, and I think we were, I think we reported on that how, how James Gunn was very adamant that if he was gonna do this movie he got to kill a lot of people <laughs> yeah <laughs> which has to be the way to go if you're doing suicide squad you right know? I mean like who died in the first one I mean like what like one dude and then like a bunch of randos slipknot and that was it <laughs> yeah and like you basically knew he was gonna be the one who died I mean like yeah he's barely featured in the trailers <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's like they, they just killed them off to make the point that, yes, they can die. And then I think everyone else died from, like, battles and stuff. So it's like, okay, well. <laughs> well, let, let's shift gears to some more upcoming DC projects. Uh, we, we've right. gotten some more news on, in the world of, of uh, Shazam 2 and the Black oh, okay. Adam film. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, 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 the big news for, for Power Shazam 2... No, uh-huh. just Shazam, right? It's just Shazam, right? It wasn't Power Shazam, was it? No, it's just Shazam. <laughs> yeah, it's just Shazam. Power Shazam is the comic I read back in the day. <laughs> but the the big news here is that they've cast Helen Mirren as the villain of the movie, as a character named uh, Hespera. Did I have that right? <laughs> yeah, Hespera. Who's okay. not even a real DC villain, apparently. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say, like, no, I don't, I don't. No, that character is not ringing a bell. Uh, in in the press release, they have described her as the daughter of Atlas, who is one of the, you know, the A in Shazam. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, A. Yeah. But again, with her having no DC counterpart, I I I have questions. <laughs> I have concerns. Yeah. I'm like I'm like really. We had to create a new villain for this movie, really. You know, that's always a it's always a troubling sign when you have so much source material to work from so many characters to pull from and then people decide to just make a new character and you know sometimes they do it for like the the protagonist in like a established franchise for example like for the mortal Kombat movie how they have the new character cole young which is probably just going to be the the audience analogous to like oh they're the only ones that don't understand what's going on so we can just you know expo dump on him and that's just going to be the, for the audience, you know. But when you're talking about making a, a new character for as as the villain, nobody's really like explaining things to the villain, you know. So it's like I don't know why you would go that route. I, I want to say it's it's going to be a bait and switch for an established character. Are there? Uh, I'm not too familiar with the Shazam. Uh, uh, I guess the the story or the characters was there a female villain for that he fought at any time? I'm almost positive there there was, but I I could not yeah. give you a name at the moment. <laughs> yeah, nothing. I mean, nothing that we we'd remember offhand. So it might be a smaller villain, but maybe you know if it does exist, it might be just bait and switch for that. Could be another you know deep cut pull, but. No, that's I don't know. that's definitely a thought I had was that they're good. This is gonna be like some kind of like bullshit, uh, uh, you know, Cumberbatch isn't con bullshit, you know, and then like, <laughs> oh no, she's playing blah blah blah, and you know, or like you know when we watch the movie and we're like, 
Okay, cool, I guess. <laughs> Why get the lie? Liars. Lying liars. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong. I love Helen Mirren. I think she's fantastic. I can't wait to see her in this movie. But also, I, you know, I couldn't help but also be reminded of, of, of when it was announced that Kate Blanchett was coming on board uh, as Hella for yeah. four. And I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like there's sort of like a, a, a strange echo from that into into this because uh, you know obviously Helen Mirren is 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 this wonderful presence on screen the way Kate yeah. Blanchett is and and uh, I'm like is is that kind of what they're going for do they want like some kind of you know Thor Ragnarok vibe from their characters here like what are we you know it's called it's called Shazam 2 Fury of the Gods yeah so I don't know I, I don't know speculation at his best yeah no, I mean, that is a good point. I think uh, they could be pulling that direction depending on the route that they take. I mean, the first Shazam movie already was, you know, uh, a little more colorful, a little more, you know, just uh, whimsical in certain regards than any of the other DC movies we'd had at the time. Um, you know, barring Aquaman's color scheme. But, you know, <laughs> I, I think if they if they wanted to go the Ragnarok route, they definitely could. Um, it would be interesting, but yeah, they could be just going for like somebody who has that kind of presence on screen just to juxtapose against like, you know, the childlike Shazam character. Well, and, don't, know, so. and, and don't forget, I mean, they, they did tease Mr. Mind at the end of the first movie. So either they're abandoning that or perhaps there's more going on here than they're talking about so far. Uh, and they, it's and possible. I would also imagine they are going to set up Black Adam in this movie. Yeah, you would think they'd have to at that point. Um, but who knows? <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, you know, they can just do whatever they want over it. It's Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to see with what they want to do with the Black Adam stuff. Well, speaking of Black Adam, they keep giving this guy more people in the just in the in the Justice Society to fight. They have announced <laughs> one of my favorite pieces of casting. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan will be Doctor Fate. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you how much I love this? Yeah, dude. Honestly, like when I heard, I'm like, this fits so well. I can't believe I never thought of that. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan coming on board as a superhero, as Dr. Fate. We don't know what, what iteration of Dr. Fate he will be. I'm hoping it's the classic, you know, gold helmed, gold caped, you know, high waisted <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Fate that I know so well. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm just so excited that, that, Pierce Brosnan has joined this movie as, as Dr. Frickin' Fate. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I I mean, you know, I'll always have some nostalgia for Pierce Brosnan. He was such a big actor in the 90s and just like he was just everywhere. Everybody knew his name and he was just like, you know, the, the suave dude with sex appeal. And he just played that character so well, you know, just that <laughs> just that archetype. But uh It'll be cool to see how he plays this character. I mean, we haven't seen him in anything in a long time as far how as I can How dare remember. you? How dare you, sir? How dare you? What, what was he? Coming, what off, was he in? coming off his world-class performance in Eurovision, the saga, the, the, the saga of, of, I'm sorry, the story of Fire Saga with Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams, for God's sake, the best movie on Netflix ever. Huh. Yeah, I never heard of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's like my favorite thing to watch ever. It's the most fun, fucking hilarious movie, and Pierce Brosnan kills it. And you know, you you know what the best part about that movie is? You you look at Pierce Brosnan, and you're like, my god, that man's getting sexier the older he gets. 
he's aging like wine. Oh my God, he is. That is a good looking older man. <laughs> and he rocks a sweet beard in that movie. I was like, holy smokes, this guy. This guy's nice. killing I'm it. Have to check that out then. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, I'm. Not... I adore that movie more than anything. <laughs> it may not be your cup of tea. <laughs> okay. Well, but if you're if you're into like Will Ferrell silliness, then maybe you will enjoy. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's hit or miss with me, but we'll see. <laughs> don't, don't be that guy, Roger. If you don't like it, don't tell me about it because them is fighting words. All right, for sure. <laughs> Check it out, Eurovision, the story of Fire Saga, the greatest movie on Netflix ever in the history of Netflix. <laughs> All right, I'll definitely check it so out. So many goddamn funny lines in that movie. Cracks me up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, again, that, that movie's like not even coming out to 2023, so we, we got a lot a lot of time to kill before we get to see Dr. Fate, before we get to see Pierce Brosnan's Dr. Fate, but I am really excited about that. Yeah, that, that was a good cast overall. Yeah, and he, he was a great, just a little shout out, because he, he was a great Bond stuck with some crappy movies. <laughs> that is completely fair yeah you know as much as i love golden eye uh, a couple of the others were not great <laughs> yeah yeah we we did love the video game though we sure did we sure did <laughs> i think the last bit of dc news i have is is sort of uh, the sad side of the dc news mm-hmm. and and that is the the announcement that uh dc warner brothers is no longer moving forward on their new gods movie or their trench spinoff from aquaman yeah i saw that yeah, um, I you know, the, not a lot of details were were provided. Uh, you know, the kind of like the standard courtesies were were issued in the press release that you know they they hope to work with Ava DuVernay and Tom King again. And if the projects they decide to put the project back in in the gear, they're gonna contact everybody. Same thing with the yeah. trench with James Wan and, and and his team that was gonna be doing that. Um, it just I, uh, I I sort of wonder if 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 and what do you think here? But if if there's just like too much DC content coming out in the future. You know what? That might have been the reason that they pulled some of them. I, honestly, specifically with the Trench movie, I felt like it was kind of an unnecessary spinoff. I, I thought it was a cool concept, but it was just kind of like, you're going to make a whole movie based on this like one scene in Aquaman. It's like, I think they, they kind of jumped the gun on how well Aquaman did. And they're like, well, we're just going to make everything Aquaman now. <laughs> you know? And they just kind of went with it from there. Well, I but, think um, I wonder if James Wan just being James Wan was like, I have a really good horror movie that I want to do with the trench. And then yeah. and at the time they were like, sure. But yeah. and, you know, in the meantime, there's been so much other stuff planned and put into development and, and seems to be moving a bit faster, uh, yeah. you know, towards the, towards the silver screen that maybe they were just like, yeah, you know what? Let's sit on this trench idea for a little while. See what happens. Maybe after Aquaman two. Yeah, that's possible too, that maybe they're just kind of, you know, waiting out the waters, but, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, I wouldn't say that there's too much coming out because I mean, honestly, nothing's come out for a while. (laughs) Like everything has just been put on the back burner for so long. You know, we barely got wonder woman and then we got the Snyder cut and that's pretty much all we've had for a long time. So we do have the, the, the peacemakers, uh, HBO max shows and becoming, and I think that's that's supposed to lead into suicide squad in August on HBO max. Uh, and then, uh, what's after that? Is that when Shazam's gonna come out? Not Shazam. There's something. Oh, Batman. Batman's next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah that'll yeah. be the big bat. You know, big year for Batman. And then it's Shazam, Black Adam. Uh, we got the HBO Max Green Lantern show. Uh, yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman three is gonna happen at some point. Aquaman two is happening at some point. I mean, there's a lot of things going on at least. Sure. Do we? Uh, are they still doing that? Uh, the prequel to the Batman movie? 
the the HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part. You're right. Yeah, that's one and two. The, the the that Gotham Central show they're they're planning to yeah. do. Yeah. So that that's in the works too. I mean, maybe they just are just getting overextended. They were like, you know, we do want to make some movies that aren't like involved in the DC universe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm speculating wildly. I have no information on this whatsoever. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like they they might just be narrowing, um, you know, what they're trying to do just based on, uh, you know, I, they they don't have as wide a scope to work with anymore. Just through the nature of the pandemic and everything, it, it's just kind of made everything like, okay, we really need to like focus on what we know is going to work, kind of thing. So, I mean, I, I know just movies in general, the whole industry isn't doing great right now, just because you know, less profits than they would have expected. But, uh, you know, that they might just be really hunkering down on the on the IPs and projects that they know are going to rake in some money. Yeah, yeah. You could be 100% on the on the money with that one. On the money, get it? See what I did there? <laughs> Professional podcaster, folks. <laughs> puns and everything. Oh, all the puns. All the puns <laughs> all the time. Oh, Roger, I think that's all my DC news. You want to you talk some Marvel stuff? I think we can do that. Let's start with let's start with Black Widow. All right. Coming to theaters or your home on July yep. 9th. Where will you yes. be when you watch Black Widow? You know by July I'm going to be vaccinated. Uh, I'm going to uh hopefully have more movie theater access. So I'm thinking by that point I'm probably just going to see it in theaters, you know, south of the border. I mean to be honest, the movie theaters down there are already open, but I'm a little hesitant to go in there because we, my wife and I walked by the movie theaters down there, and it's like she made the joke, and here the pandemic does not exist. Right. You just see a giant line out the door. You know, People are buying popcorn and everything, standing super close to each other. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm ready for that yet. <laughs> yeah. You, so, uh, dude, I mean, that's going on here in San Diego, too. It's it's insane. Yeah. And I, I got reports over the weekend, uh, you know, in North Park, you know, bars just like packed to the gills. And it's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I think people are getting a, a little too comfortable before we've uh, really met the hurdle of at least having a good percentage of the people with the vaccine. So I'm hoping that by then things are going to be a lot more, uh, you know, calm down. We're going to be at a lower level. Most people are going to be vaccinated. We should be good to go. Well, so I'm hoping by July, maybe. And well, not to turn, <laughs> not to turn into, into a science podcast all of a sudden, but you know, there's, uh, apparently they're, they're still collecting data on whether just because you have the vaccine, you may not get sick, but you might still be able to spread it to others, which I guess is still a possibility. So it's, you know, we're not sure. bulletproof yet. So that, yeah. like you said, we might be getting a little ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're working towards herd immunity. But at this point, it's going to be a few months. So I'm hoping by July, like I said, we'll be a little safer at that point. I, I think, you know, I was reading something that if you have the if you have the vaccine, hopefully, I, I think they're saying that you might not spread it, but don't quote me on that. <laughs> so. I, I, yeah, I feel like the data changes constantly, but uh, you know, hopefully they're they're hopefully they're yeah. getting more data, and we'll have a better answer by by July. Because, I mean, I'd love to go see this in theaters, uh, but I I yeah. do I do have to, you know, I I, I will be exercising an, an abundance of caution uh, sure. uh, up until the time because, you know, I mean, July's 
not like super close, but it's also not super far either. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Think, I, I, think, I, I feel you on that. I think in my head, I, I was like, oh, you know, fall or winter, that's when I'll be ready to go. So July feels early to me. Sure, sure. Just like right before. Um, you know, it's like the, the thing pushing me probably more than anything is just that uh, probably that it's going to be a $30 price tag mm-hmm. on the rental for that. And I'm like, man, I, I've rented some $20 things, but they've all been like rent to own type things. Right. Like when uh, Bill and Ted 3 came out, I did that whole deal where it was like, yeah, you uh, rent for $20, quote unquote, but then you get to keep it or whatever. So it's like, yeah, that, that seems reasonable to me, but this is just going to be a, a one and done thing from what I'm reading, right? Is it one and done? Because I thought if you were paying for Premier Access, you had, you could watch as much as you wanted as long as you paid for the Premier Access. Sure, yeah, but like it's it's it's, it's that weird gray middle God, ground. No, where it's I got like, you. You still need to be subscribed, so you're still. It's never technically free, but yeah, yeah it's like if if for any reason you stop subscribing to Disney Plus, you lose access to it. And I don't oh, know if you're sure, back sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and I don't know if I can, you know, persu- persuade my wife that a thirty dollar. <laughs> premiere membership is is going to be totally <laughs> worth it um, just so I don't have to go to yeah. the and watch Black Widow but I, again like I said maybe July I'm feeling better about things we'll, we'll see what kind of shape the, 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 the state the country all of it's in you know the maybe, world yeah yeah maybe, maybe by July <laughs> it's a different story but you know I mean the drive-in's also an option we can go, to, go down to the South Bay and, That's and check true. out the drive-in That's true. or at least I can go yeah, down, down to the South Bay and check out the drive-in my wife won't go she doesn't care <laughs> <laughs> you know I think that might be might be a good call too. I mean, I definitely want to see it on the big screen. Uh, you know, as much as I love to watch the movies at home, I, I do miss the the big screen. Uh, you know, appeal of going to the movies. So there is that. But um, yeah, I guess as far as uh, just the timing on this one goes, hopefully by July will be will be a lot better by then. You know, it's it's. <laughs> I feel like that's been the the constant uh, hope since last year, but. Hopefully things will be better. But <laughs> yeah, and the other thing I I I've jokingly told a couple of people this, and I don't know, I don't know what it is. I I often, you know, pre-pandemic, I would I would select movie theater locations and and show times that are ridiculous, that no one should yeah. be there at the same time as I am. Like I'll yeah. I'll find that 10 a.m. showing over at like the Hazard <laughs> Center or whatever that that no one else sure. should be at. And I'll yeah. get in there and I'll, I'll go take my seat and I'll, you know, the Hazard Center, you know, you get some nice tasty beers over there at 10 in the morning. Oh, yeah. And I, ain't mad, I ain't mad at that. Um, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but for whatever reason, someone else would walk in, you know, two minutes till showtime and they'd sit either like right behind me or right in front of me. And it's like, <laughs> fuck that person. <laughs> fuck that person. Because that is going to happen again and I'm going to lose my fucking mind. I know, right? You're going to have the entire movie theater to yourself, and you're going to get one person that wants to sit a foot away from you. <laughs> you know what? The, you know what? The, I think the solution here is, Raj. I think I think I've, I think I've cracked the code here. What's you, that? me, and the fine listeners of this podcast, who who I believe will will be smart and vaccinated and and respect boundaries, we yeah. all pitch in and we rent out the movie theater together. That would be the way to do it. You know, I, and this doesn't seem super far-fetched. I know there was definitely some ads on Facebook I was seeing for like Kong versus Godzilla and being like, oh, like you can rent out the whole theater for like you and some friends. And it's like, 
that actually sounds pretty cool. <laughs> it kind of does. I, you know, I think we need to we, we need to rally the pop heads and make this happen. Oh yeah, we got a pop head uh, theater showing of the movie. That'd be awesome. Yeah, pop head showing popcorn in our hands. It's going to be delightful. Don't, we're not sharing <laughs> out of the same bucket though. Get your own damn popcorn. Yeah, no, no throwing popcorn at each other. Either. Yeah, we're, we're we're not sharing food. We're not to that place. Okay, we're not there. We're not there. We may never be there. <laughs> I don't. I don't oh, Roger, I don't know if you heard. I was on. I was. A, I was on beer night last week, and uh, I asked the yeah. guys like like you know when the day comes and we're all back at bars and breweries together and stuff like that. Like like what's going to be the thing from the pandemic that that changes you? And and my answer yeah. was I will never ever ever want to drink out of your beer glass ever again. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Like, I don't know. I don't know what those dirty pirates have been. I'm not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch out for those guys. Well, Mike in particular. I mean, he just puts his mouth on anything. <laughs> Good old Mike. <laughs> and Mike wasn't even there to defend himself, so that was the best part of that <laughs> joke. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, hey, that Disney Plus thing—that's working out pretty well for Marvel, right? Yeah, seems like it. That, that Hawkeye show hasn't even started yet, but apparently Echo is going to be in it, and she's going to get her own spinoff show. Wow. So good <laughs> on her. Trigger on that one. Good. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's an interesting character. She she kind of um, uh, uh, is, it, she kind of uh, scratches an itch that Mar- that Marvel's not currently going after right now. You know, she's sort of got like a, the 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 Electra skill set without all the inherent drama and you know not being dead and stuff. Yes, that's a thing. And could provide a, a could this could be the character that provides us a nice little entryway into Daredevil. Interesting. Which, which is yeah, something I'm not I found intriguing. With the character. She is uh she's if I remember correctly, she is much like Matt Murdock in that she has lost one of her senses. I'm trying to remember what it is for Echo. I, um and I'm trying to complete freaking blank right now. But <laughs> her her and Daredevil are sort of like this um I don't know. I don't want to say dyad because then people are going to think I'm talking about Star Wars again. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she, unlike unlike Daredevil, she's not blind. She's not. She can see, but I think she's. I think she's deaf. Okay. And I think, but she has like some kind of like interesting like echolocation kind of thing going on. You know, in a sense, like the way Daredevil sees, but this is for her to hear. Interesting. Okay. Here, yeah, gonna... I'll have to look into it because yeah, I I don't think I've ever even heard of the character. Uh, she was introduced uh, uh, after Kevin Smith came on to relaunch the book uh, in the late nineties, around like ninety eight. Uh, his run okay. was followed up by by David Mack, and David Mack helped create the character. And uh, yeah, she debuted in in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, oh, okay. she, she's a deaf character. Yes. Okay, gotcha. That's okay. that's. Yes. I, 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 I didn't want to misspeak for so I, I wanted to double check and make sure I had that right. Yeah, she she is deaf, and uh, if I remember correctly, she also took on the guise of Ronin at some point. So oh really? Okay. That, that well, might I mean, be. That makes sense then. Yeah, that might be actually how they introduce her in the show as as like the new Ronin after after um, Clint. Yeah. But again, because of of again because of her connection to Daredevil, she could be an interesting way to to reintroduce Matt Murdock to a. Marvel Cinematic Universe. That'd be cool. I would love to see uh, Charlie Cox's uh, Daredevil come back. I would love that more than anything. <laughs> I've been, <laughs> I've actually been wanting to rewatch that show. Yeah, uh, same here. I just haven't had a chance that you know that these things. There's just not enough time in the day. <laughs> yeah, you really gotta just commit to one thing at a time. 
Oh my God. good lord! If I could just commit to one thing at a time, my life would be so much easier. But uh, I I am inundated with content, and I cannot help it. <laughs> <laughs> All the content. All the content. Yeah. So so Echo coming soon on the Hawkeye show, probably as as the new Ronin, at least the, the yeah. debut. Uh, but yeah, maybe she's our gateway to a new uh, Daredevil series. Who knows? Yeah, it might be. That'd be pretty cool, though. I would love it, love it, love it. <laughs> Roger, let's talk about what happened today. All right, what do we got? It debuted this morning. It has uh, yes. set the world on fire. And that would be the trailer <laughs> for Loki. Yes. What did you think of this trailer? Oh, man. Yeah, no, I was uh, just waking up when I saw this. I think I sent it to you immediately after I saw it. Um, no, honestly, it looks great. I mean, I, I have no doubts that uh, Loki's going to be an awesome show. Um, and, you know, the trailer just, it gave me more of exactly what I thought it was going to be in, in the best possible way. You know, just see Tom Hiddleston just, you know, with his quips and the one-liners. It's just so good <laughs> and honestly one of the big things is uh how uh, his character and uh owen wilson are just just jiving off each other it's such like an interesting dynamic i'm really curious to see how it's gonna grow but uh i can already see that it's, it's gonna be pretty fun yes and and i um i enjoyed it quite a bit as well i've watched it a couple times now uh, I, and I'm really intrigued. I'm I'm a big fan of Doctor Who and, and time travel stuff, and I yeah. love that we're going to be kind of exploring the whole breaking of reality, the breaking of the timelines, yeah. you know. And then obviously pinpointing exactly to when when Loki picks up the Tesseract and and you know basically alters his own timeline. <laughs> uh, but I yep. but I also love that he's referred to as like the Loki variants, and yeah, uh, be, and and again the thing we have to remember going into the show is like, this is not going to be the Loki that we last saw. You know, this is not the Loki that yeah. we remember from, from Ragnarok and, and from uh, infinity war. I mean, this is, this is right yeah. after, right after he gets his butt whipped by the Hulk. Uh -huh. he, he hasn't gone through any of those other events. He didn't go through Thor dark world or any of that stuff. Uh, this is, a, yeah. a, we're, we're kind of going back to a, a different sort of Loki than, than the last one we saw. And, and, and I think that will be interesting to kind of play with and, and to kind of explore. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what this show is going to do is it's going to have him go through those same uh, kind of moral changes that he went through that we saw in the past few movies, but just in a different way. You know, he, he's going to arrive at the same point at the end, but he's just going to reach it by different means. And I think that's going to be a cool thing to see. It's almost like restoring him to the Loki he should be to be able to put him back on the timeline, you know? Yeah, and, and we get... I mean, there, there's, this is a show that is like the ultimate in in like comic book deep cuts. I mean, just from like the Time Variance Authority on down, I mean, everything yeah. in here is like a, a fairly deep cut to to something that I, I think the average uh, uh, viewer, I mean, unless they know like like Marvel stuff from like the seventies and like the eighties, <laughs> like if they don't know this stuff, like the, this is all going to be crazy new and different and wild for them. And, and yeah, I mean. There's a lot of possibilities with this show. There's a lot of uh, uh, possible connections and ties to things. You know, the yeah. you know we, we saw in the trailer this Judge character, which is a Ravana Alexis Renslayer uh, from the comics. She's a 40th century princess in the comic book. Has a relationship, <laughs> with, has a relationship with King the Conqueror, who we know is coming oh. in Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. 
So I mean, like, are 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 we tying things together already? Are are we looking ahead that way? Like, and again, you see you see the statues when they're coming down that elevator shaft of the Timekeepers again from the comics, and and the uh, Owen's character from the comics, Mobius E. Mobius is from the comic books. He's gotten into it with the Fantastic Four for time traveling before. That's awesome. So like, there's there's like. It, it, this might be like one of like the nerdiest of the Marvel shows coming out because, it, you know, I think they're going to do a great job of balancing it for people who don't know. Yeah. But for people who know, it's going to be like mind blowing to see this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, especially like you're saying, all this stuff is from such like a, a time before a lot of even current comic book readers might have gotten into comics, you know. So it's going to be cool to see like just something something old become new again, you know. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a really wild interpretation of, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and because you have like this agency that's sort of outside of time, uh, going back into wherever they decide to go in this episode, and, and and seeing things from their perspective could be really really interesting and, and unique. I'm I'm really yeah. uh, intrigued by the possibilities, and I definitely want to get that jacket that says Variant on the back. I want to wear that wherever I go. <laughs> you will be the Tom Variant. <laughs> yeah, I got I got to talk to Cody and see if we can get like a Tomcast Popcast Variant hoodie to wear. <laughs> Uh, that'd be awesome. I'd be down. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm really into it. I don't. The, the only problem I had with it, with it was, uh, it's like this guy's like Cleveland Browns colors, like <laughs> brown jacket, <laughs> orange lettering. I was like, I'm not rocking those yeah. Browns colors. <laughs> not not the coolest colors for sure, but that's probably on purpose. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, oh man, I want a jacket that says variants on the back. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure someone has already made 75 of them to put on the internet to sell already. Probably. They work fast. Yeah, but I mean that that trailer is just loaded with so much stuff. I mean, go back through and watch this trailer again because like there's some great stuff in here. I I mean I get excited just watching Loki like twirl his knives around. So yeah, that was even that alone was awesome to see again. I'm like ah oh, yes. <laughs> and, but I, you know I also have to wonder though. I mean it, it's Loki. You know Loki doesn't play by the rules. So I mean could Loki's monkeying around in, in the time zone timeline have could he be responsible for creating mutants? Oh, that's another possibility. Or is he just going to be responsible <laughs> for the coming of Kang the Conqueror? I mean, like, you know, again, we talked about that one character that, that, that yeah. has a connection to Kang. But, I mean, we don't know anything about how they're introducing Kang yet. Yeah. And again, we don't... Yeah, we don't in the air. Yeah, and, we, I, you know, I don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole on that because, you know, I bought in on all the... WandaVision is going to have Doctor Strange and it's going to lead in the multiverse of madness. And then none of that happened. And it's like, I never yeah. want to believe the internet ever again. <laughs> yeah, I'm still mad at the internet for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm mad at the internet for a lot of things, but that's that's definitely one of them. Like that, and it's, it's like, that's like oh, like one and then QAnon's two. <laughs> or, or maybe I should flip that. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll put a poll on Twitter and we'll find out which one should be ahead of the other. <laughs> Who's worse? Why am I mad today? <laughs> it's ridiculousness, but but yeah, man, I I strongly urge people to to watch that trailer as much as they can. Pause it, you know, put it, you know, and, and use like the little slider to freeze frame it because like there's all kinds of stuff in there. Go point twenty five speed on that. <laughs> I mean, shit, just the just the the horned helmet in, in his three piece suit with his like you know. Like it looks like it looks like a, like a like a election pin, you know, like a, yeah. like a vote for Loki kind of thing. Yes, I'm like, <laughs> is Loki is Loki going to run for president? This is amazing. <laughs> well, he probably can't do any worse, <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. 
Oh, oh my man. gosh! No, I'm excited, man, and it's not coming out until uh, until until June, right? June 11th, I think they said. Oh yeah, I think so. I, I don't remember the date offhand, but yeah, I hope so. Right before my birthday, so I'm down. <laughs> yes. Did you hear about the latest uh, the, the the latest uh, uh, casting for the Thor Love and Thunder movie? By the way, uh, I'm not sure. Possibly, which one is it? <laughs> now, this is a, a a man who's gonna walk between universes. If this is true. Russell Crowe. I, you know, it sounds familiar. I'm not sure that I did hear it. Who's yeah. he supposed to be? What do we know? Nothing. As far Nothing. as I know, it's a rumor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but according to according to the, that that uh, untrustworthy internet, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, according to the untrustworthy internet, uh, uh, Russell Crowe himself, aka Jor-El from the Man of Steel, yeah. from Man of Steel, will be in this movie. Interesting. I, I I don't know. Again, we don't know in what role. We we know that apparently uh, Sam Neill and, and Matt Damon will, will be back as those actors they played in Ragnarok, <laughs> probably. But I mean, like this, the, oh, that's so funny. The, the cast in this movie is getting bananas. I mean, it's you know already got Hemsworth, Portman, Taika's back, Tessa Thompson's back, yeah. but you're, we're getting we're getting Christian Bale and Karen Gillan and and Chris Pratt. Jamie Alexander is going to show up in this one. Yeah. I, I mean. I think all the gardens are maybe in this at this point. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just ridiculous. <laughs> oh man, it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. Uh, Melissa, Melissa McCarthy apparently is going to be in this too. If, if that intrigues you at all. No, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, like I said, at this point, who's not in this freaking movie? I know, right? It's, it's you got to check off the ones who aren't now. Well, I mean, again, it's so fun. I mean, just, just think about the roles that we saw. Like, you know, like, like Damon and Sam Neill in last time, as you know, as the, these actors kind of recreating the events of the previous movies. I mean, it it's pretty awesome. Oh, it was it was so great. I, I just remember seeing that the first time and just being like, "What the hell, Matt Damon?" <laughs> <laughs> Matt just Damon. for like five seconds. <laughs> uh, my friend, I think that is all the Marvel news I have. Am I forgetting anything? You got anything kicking around in that brain of yours? Uh, Marvel-wise, I don't think so. I think I think we hit on uh, most of the things we wanted to hit. All right. I, now, listen, I, I, I admit to making a gaffe here because I meant to send this to you last week and I completely blanked on it. But uh, are, have you seen this thing going around the internet? They made the... the, the Gary Whitta, who is, who has uh, been uh, championing uh, a sequel slash reboot of The Last Starfighter for, for many years oh. now. They have yeah. created a sizzle reel with concept art and music. Oh. To kind of pitch this idea around, and it, it's making its way around the internets. And uh, let me tell you, Raj, it is pretty, pretty awesome. Oh, dude, yeah, no, that sounds awesome. You'll have to send that to me. I haven't seen anything about it. Ooh, yeah, I'm gonna send you the deets on this. I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, uh, you know, you don't want to say too much because there's, there's nothing really to say about it because it's, it's not happening yet. It's it's just yeah nothing nothing concrete. No, it's just they they released this this like video, and and it's got the music and again this amazing concept art and it, you know the ships and the uniforms, the Star League. Nice. It, uh, it opens with the uh, with the uh, the arcade games uh, uh, voiceover you know about how you gotta fight Zerg. Yeah. And the Kodan <laughs> Armada, and oh man, like I fuck I fucking love that movie, Raj. It's so good. Oh man. I don't know if you have much affinity for it because I know it's it's a little before your time. 
It was, but I definitely loved it as a kid. I, I still have vivid memories of that movie. Um, you, you know, as a kid, I just loved everything in space. You yeah, know? So yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Like, I love Star Wars. I even love Spaceballs. So, like, anything along the lines that was just crazy, wacky, in-space combat stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I, I still remember the fucking Death Blossom scene. I mean, oh. it's just, it's amazing. You know, it's just... I now that like you brought it up, I'm like, okay, this is getting added to the watch list to show the little dude because I'm I, sure he'd love it too. Yeah, I just, I just sent you a link for that sizzle reel too, so you can watch that. You can watch that when, when we're done. But uh, it's nice. really exciting, and I urge anyone who has any sort of affinity for for awesomeness of the '80s to to check it out. <laughs> just just Google Last Starfighters with an S. Yeah. And, oh, okay. Uh, nice. it, it's like a it's like a, a, a soft reboot and a sequel all at the same time. Oh, interesting. So, That's going to be pretty cool. Though. I, I would love it if this got greenlit and, and someone was to make this happen because, you know, there, there's been talk for a long time that people want a, a, a sequel to this movie, uh, but the, the original screenwriter of it is very protective of it. But oh, appara- right. apparently he and, and uh, Gary Whitta have, have uh, you know, hammered out a, a screenplay together that, that like, honors... Honors the first movie and, and everything it's about, and I'm really excited. And uh, if you're if if you don't know if you don't know Gary Witta, Google him. He's done a lot of Star yeah. Wars writing. He's 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 quite a Star Wars writer too. So, oh cool, yeah, Star Wars guy doing Last Starfighter. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> I like that. That sounds like a win in my book. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm definitely gonna have to rewatch that one this weekend probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never it's never a bad time to fight Zerg in the Kodan Armada. <laughs> yes. Um. Man, since we're in space, let's let's talk about what dropped over the weekend because uh, this past weekend was, was First Contact Day, where Doctor Zephram Cochran activates the the warp cells for the first time, signaling the Vulcans <laughs> that we are ready to be made part of of to be contacted and and, and <laughs> become part of a larger galaxy. And and I look forward to that day. I hope to live to see it. Well, we'll see. Um, but uh, uh, Paramount has, has learned to embrace all things uh, nerdy and Star Trek like so. Yes. Uh, you know what you know what they did, Raj? What's that? They put out a little tiny baby teaser for season two of Star Trek Picard, and they oh, teased okay. the thing that we wanted to be, be, be to be teased about, and that would be the return <laughs> of Q. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's pretty dope. If you are a Star Trek fan, and if you're like, and it, it, more importantly, if you're a Star Trek fan like me, and you were annoyed by the first season of Picard. <laughs> <laughs> bringing back Q is not a bad way to, to, to whet my, my appetite for more of Picard that is true but how are they going to explain him aging that's what I'm curious about because isn't he just supposed to be like the cosmic entity like <laughs> yeah but it could be you know what it could just be a, a, a throwaway line to, to like I'm just doing this to amuse myself you know and, and like I'll be like yeah buy it <laughs> fuck it why not yeah I suppose so he could just be like oh I'm just you know matching your age or something <laughs> yeah yeah some kind of a process it, 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 it's an easy workaround it, it, it will not take long to explain that or perhaps that's right, the, perhaps that's the plot of the of the movie of the of the show i mean there was an episode where, where q was made a human for a, for a little while perhaps this oh, happened good. again i don't you know who knows we'll, we'll see what happens here uh, a lot of a lot of great possibilities john delancey back in the role he did a little he did a little uh, voice role on the on the lower decks animated series last season <laughs> that was funny. that was like an amazing cameo as well <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, obviously, you know, I, this is exciting. I'm I'm really excited. I'm really intrigued. Uh, as much as I, I there there, uh, how do I? 
you know, we talked about it on the podcast. Season one yeah. of Picard has a lot of highs and a lot of lows. So yeah. I'm hoping season two is more highs and less lows. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's all we can hope for at this point. Yeah, and I think the return of Q might be a step in the right direction. So that's good news. For sure. And maybe they can yeah. figure out how to get Picard out of that stupid golem body he's in. But <laughs> an argument for another day. <laughs> yeah, oh well. But no, it's, it's great to see uh, 2022, more, more uh, Picard coming our way. Uh, apparently there's also a teaser for season four of Discovery, uh, but Discovery has to earn my trust back because I feel like I was betrayed this season. So we'll talk oh, about that another time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That show is just so, that shows a, a, a bunch of highs and lows too. So oh, that sucks. Well, it is what it is, but sure. <laughs> you don't fuck with my Picard. Okay, man. Uh, there Leave was Jean-Luc alone. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> since we're talking Star Trek, let's transition to Star Wars real quick. Uh, All right. Today on the internet was released uh, some some spy video of of the set for te- for uh, for for Kenobi. Yes, I got a I got a major spoiler for you here, Roger. I don't know if, I don't know if you want to hear this, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down for you right now. All right. This movie we'll will be on Tatooine. Whoa! Oh, Whoa! Why am I even gonna watch it anymore? You just spoiled the whole thing. <laughs> Completely ruined it. Like this guy posts this video and he's driving around. You know, he's driving around taking this this video and it's like, yeah, that's Tatooine. Cool. Okay. What what are we looking at here, bro? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, get ready for uh, for uh, uh, you know Kenobi in in the desert. <laughs> yeah. Because we didn't oh, know man. that was gonna happen already. Right. Yeah, he's just kind of confirming what we knew, but I guess that's cool. Like, yeah, he should change his Twitter handle to Captain Obvious. <laughs> like, good grief. Uh, and then the, the very last thing I want to talk about before we finally get to the main event. Like I said, we had a lot of news today, Raj. I, and oh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know if you've taken uh, advantage of this just yet. I know you've been a busy man. You've been traveling. You're, you're globe trotting, as, you, as it were, <laughs> or at least, you know, West Coast trotting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, debuting last, like, what, two weeks ago now, I think, on the Amazon yeah. Prime was, or is, I no, was. It debuted, so I guess it's past tense. So, <laughs> <laughs> the animated series of Invincible is here on Amazon Prime. They yeah. dropped the first three episodes uh, two Fridays ago, and then last Friday was episode four. So they're, they're doing, like, that boys sequencing where you drop the first three and then you go week to week. Gotcha. Yeah, and uh, I don't know how familiar you, you are with Invincible, the comic book. Yeah, not too much. Well, I highly recommend checking out this show. Yeah, they they it's it's been tweaked a little bit. Uh, it's not you know it, it's the, some of the beats are the same as the comics, but they're doing it in a in a, in a much different manner. Uh, it's, yeah. it's being kind of played out differently. So even even uh, people like me who know the comic books are are kind of being told a story that we know, but in a very very different way. Okay. And. Okay. I, I want to. I, I know we. I know we talked about the voice cast uh, when they when they made the announcement several months ago. But I want to read this off again because yes. it was it was one thing to read the voice cast on the podcast, but then watching the first episode <laughs> and hearing all these voices in a superhero yeah. cartoon was bananas. <laughs> I mean, it was bananas. All right. I, okay. Let me just go down this list: Sandra O, oh, Stephen yeah. Yen, J.K. Simmons. Jazzy yes. Beats, you got you got uh, uh, Walton Goggins, Walton Goggins, Gillian Jacobs, Jason Manzukis, uh, Zachary Quinto's in this, <laughs> Carrie Payton, Mark Hamill, Clancy Brown, Seth Rogen. Jeez, I mean Michael Dorn's gonna show up in this. Mahershala Ali, <laughs> John Hamm in a throwaway role is in this. 
awesome. It's uh, that's just like scratching the surface. I mean, basically anybody who's in The Walking Dead is going to show up on this show. Cutlet nice. is going to show up. You got uh, Chad L. Coleman is going to be in this. Lauren Cohan is going to be in this. Damon Henju is going to be in this. <laughs> Reginald Bell Johnson is going to be in this. <laughs> The high school that Mark Grayson goes to is Reginald Vell Johnson High School. So they got Reginald Vell Johnson to be the principal of this high school. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Oh, dude. Honestly, you had me at J.K. Simmons, though. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. J.K. plays Omni-Man, who is uh, Mark Grayson's dad. And and um, if by the end of that first episode, you weren't like, oh, my God, <laughs> then, then you watched it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I know you got a little man who probably enjoys cartoons. You might want to watch this first without him. I don't know. You know, it it is violent. Yeah. It is violent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's probably uh, we're gonna watch that one like we did the boys and uh, have him playing games in his room. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I would scope it out first. I don't want to give a ringing endorsement to children just yet. <laughs> you'll you'll be the guy to issue that stamp of approval. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Since you know you have one and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I'm really enjoying this series so far. I've watched I've only watched the first two uh, because the the main event that we're going about to talk about next uh, took up a lot of my time uh, this this past yeah. week. So uh, I've only watched the first two. But also it's a longer show than I anticipated. It's it's like roughly forty five to fifty minutes a show. Oh, that's cool. So I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in there. Like this is a very um, uh, I, I don't want to say like adult because I mean it's it's it is but it isn't because it's it's still fun. But sure. uh, a lot going on in the show, and and uh, they 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 cover a lot of real estate in those in those forty five ish minutes or so, and a lot of like good genuine emotion going on too. That's cool. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna probably check that one out this weekend too. Yeah, it's it's an absolute blast, and and just as a, as a tease for for our our, our official members of Pophead Nation, uh, there's gonna be a little uh, a pa- little bonus Patreon show about Invincible for them uh, coming later this week, and and yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh, very nice. All right. All right. All right. Are you ready to get into the main event? I think so. All right. We have to do it. All right, Roger. The reason we, <laughs> the reason why everyone's here, after an hour of news, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's get to the main event, the title fight, the brawl for it all, the clash <laughs> of the Titans, Godzilla versus Kong. Airing on the HBO Max theaters, if if you're so inclined and able to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Roger, I'm I'm gonna guess that you yeah. loved this movie. You know, I really did. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it, brother. Yeah, you are absolutely right. This movie was, you know, I, I think I've been a major proponent of uh, Kong Skull Island in the past. I know we've definitely talked about it. Talking about how it kind of went underrated. Uh, I love that in movie. In terms of like, yeah, no, it had a great cast. You know, it was it was an awesome movie. But um, this one kind of went along those same lines. Uh, to be honest, I hadn't seen either of the previous Godzilla movies. Um, I kind of had heard mixed things about them. And, you know, I, I was only like just familiar with the characters in passing, but nothing too deep. But to be honest, you didn't really need any of that for, uh, you know, for this movie. You could kind of go into it fresh, not knowing anything, and just kind of pick up on like, okay, these are the characters, and that's fine. But to be honest, they don't really matter. All you (laughs) care about is Godzilla and Kong. And the action scenes in this are great. It's, It's an awesome, fun time. 
great action popcorn flick. And honestly, my only like uh, gripe about the movie was that just some of the uh, scenes with the humans felt unnecessary. Like they could have like taken a good chunk of that out and I wouldn't have missed it. So honestly, it, it just felt like they were uh, trying to find something for like <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown to do to <laughs> to look interesting. It's like, well, we have her. Uh, let's let's figure out something fun for her to do. And uh, we'll go from there. But uh, at the the compelling parts definitely were the the little girl that was able to talk to Kong and uh, just the scientists that were there with her and just how they were, you know, trying to build up that rapport with Kong to get them to the the MacGuffin, the the core, the power core at the center of the earth or whatever. So it was honestly like it was a whatever storyline, but I had a lot of fun with it. The action was well worth it. Yeah, I, 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 by and large, I agree with you. I think it's a, it's a, it's a fun, like you said, popcorn movie. Uh, if, yeah. if, if you're, if you're there for, for, you know, monkey versus lizard, you're going to have a good time uh, because <laughs> they, they, they get to that fairly quickly. I mean, you get like the one battle that, you know, the battles that we were teasing the trailer, the water. We, we get to yeah. fairly quickly. There's. Obviously, the, like the requisite human element, which was, sure. you know, was fine, I guess. Yeah, uh, I, I had more fun with the human characters uh, in, in, in Skull Island than I did yes. with any of them from the Godzilla pictures. Um, yes. And, and th- th- there are definitely some elements of the plot that are uh, what I would describe as uh, stupid as shit. <laughs> but you, yeah you kind of just go along for the ride <laughs> you're like well sure. that's dumb but i guess they're gonna punch each other now so that's cool <laughs> uh, like yeah. i don't understand <laughs> like I, I, spoilers i guess you know let, let's yeah, hit the yeah. red alert uh, yeah let's let's hit the red, red alert, alert. And, get into, and get into some spoilers here why like the people who are studying godzilla quote unquote have not deduced that this apex corporation is not sinister and evil is <laughs> fucking beyond me. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, honestly, that the whole part where like, uh, I can't even remember Millie Bobby Brown's character where, where she's just talking to her dad and she's like, no, he's been fine. And like, he hasn't like attacked anyone. There has to be something that caused it. And the dad was just like, no, whatever. Like you're stupid. Whatever. <laughs> it's just like, what like th- this didn't even cross your mind as an option that something could be causing this you know you just completely like was like no you're you're out of your mind just you're watching too many podcasts well and it's, it's like these people who are trying to understand godzilla i mean it's okay listen i don't want i don't want to go down a side path here with with, with like going you know and re-reviewing uh godzilla king of the monsters because king of the monsters is a very flawed movie too i i enjoyed the fighty fight stuff but sure the stuff with the humans in that is borderline terrible in my opinion, sure, my yeah. opinion, my opinion. Uh, 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 but I, th- 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 this this whole notion that these humans can can understand and 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 try to <laughs> c- convey like Godzilla's emotional state is like just like mind boggling. Like he's obviously <laughs> yeah. very upset. He's punching buildings. I don't mean like. <laughs> oh, it's we're going to understatement. Yeah, yeah. we're going to psychoanalyze Godzilla here. Okay, cool. Well, have fun with yeah. that. And and again, like you said, uh, Millie Bobby Brown, they, they needed something for her to do. She was like one of the carryovers from the from the pre- previous movie. Uh, I, yeah. I, I I admit, like her, her her sort of like exposing the evil corporation as an evil corporation was kind of like 
you know, paint by numbers in a, in a sense. Sure. I I do have to give credit to uh, to Bar- uh, Brian Tyree Henry though because I loved him <laughs> as like the podcaster who uh, helped save the world. He yeah, he was definitely like a comedic relief that wasn't overly grating. Yes. I, I think he definitely had some solid lines that hit and you know, um there's definitely like uh characters like that that are just over the top a little too much Mm -hmm. but i think he he rode the line pretty well and i do give him credit for that yeah well and you know i'm going to support anything that's about a podcaster helping to save the world because i'd like to think this podcast is helping to save the world too roger (laughs) i'd like to think that too. i'd like to think that this pod that that godzilla listens to this podcast at the bottom of the ocean and it just soothes him to sleep and keeps him from destroying a tokyo Yeah, we don't need uh, Tokyo to be gone. We like that place. No, we like Tokyo. The Japanese are our friends. Yes. <laughs> Hitori Hanzo made my sword. It's so great. It's a great place to be. Uh, uh, and, uh, again, I, I will also talk about, and maybe if you can explain this to me, I would love I, I would love that. But, uh, uh, okay, so I, I, I don't envy the task of the screenwriters for this movie because they had a lot of like the, the desperate disparate elements to bring together. You had to bring together all the stuff from from Godzilla, uh, particularly King of the Monsters, yeah. and you had to bring together yeah. all the stuff that was talked about uh, in Kong, Skull Island. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, particularly like the, this Hollow Earth theory, which is a, sure. is a big part of the movie, and, and it turns out that's where Kong and, and Godzilla and all these kind of titans kind of hail from. It's, it's yeah. like this weird... Uh, um, it's like Land of the Lost, basically, right? Like that's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I definitely got those vibes from it. Yeah, definitely. But it's it's super weird because it's like it's got like mountains on this in the sky on like on the sky. Like the sky is mountains. It's it's very strange. Yeah. And like there's this this kind of like I don't know, layer there you could like jump and flip the gravity and then you can be on the upside down mountain part. And okay, yeah, whatever. All right, there's a lot of weird stuff there. <laughs> I don't Physics, know I know. don't know how they have sunlight down there. <laughs> That seemed odd to me, but <laughs> yeah, I was trying to figure out where the light was coming from too, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Is <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, uh, uh. And then obviously, Evil Nefarious Corporation has provided the technology to go to take Kong because oh, you're going to find this power source and it's going to help us, uh, you know, defeat Godzilla or blah blah blah. Aid our aid our purposes, kind of thing. It'll right? save the world. It'll yeah. save the world. <laughs> and of course, they have a, an evil agenda because they're an evil corporation. And evil corporations yeah. are required to have evil agendas. Uh, yeah. uh, and, and we learn more about this power source, this mysterious radiation power source that powers the Titans. And, and Kong has a pretty cool axe made out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it, I thought it was dope. <laughs> I, I, I was like, something about the idea of, of a giant gorilla with a, a, radi- an irradiated axe was awesome. I enjoyed that quite a bit. <laughs> I, I Yeah, so, so yeah, the axe was like, I guess I understood that it was like, bone and scale of like some previous Godzilla creature is, is that what it, I, that's what I understood from it. I believe you. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I have nothing to refute that with. So I, I'm going to go with, I'm, I'm trusting you on that. You're my, yeah, my, I mean, my source. It, I mean, it, that's what it looked like to me. I mean, it definitely looked like the scale from like Godzilla's back and like, just like a femur or something, you know? So it was just kind of hammered together. And that's why I was able to like withstand Godzilla's attacks. Yeah, well, and then like at, you know, you have to like Godzilla has to like blast it with his uh, uh, volcano breath to like irradiate it again or what. I, I, there's some weird <laughs> stuff with the axe. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, but I, I liked it. I liked it by and large. Yeah, but I like the axe. Yeah. But we're in that layer <laughs> that the the Kong, uh, you know, of Kong's descendants or of Kong's ancestors, yeah. I should say. 
and yeah, and, yeah. and like the, the, that little robot comes out to get like the the the, the power sample, <laughs> and then he he like transmits it via Wi-Fi to yeah. the evil corporation's base, and I'm like, what? How does that work? First of all, yeah, where's I the was... Wi-Fi down there? <laughs> Second of all, like you could just transmit a power source over Wi-Fi. Yeah, so I guess it was like, well, first of all, that stupid little spider bot thing was completely unnecessary. I don't know why it needed to be a little spider to get all that sample. But so it just walks out there, it scans the power source, and it tells them what it's made out of. And then they're just going to, like, reconstruct it. So it, it's kind of like pseudo-teleportation, because it's just, like, scanning everything down to, like, an atomic level and then reconstructing it, you know? But, uh, I yeah, guess it was, it was a weird. <laughs> like, what's to say we had those materials? That, that was like, kind of sort what of, if it was like a different element. Yeah, know? exactly. That's kind of where I was, I was coming from. I was like, I was like, I don't think it'd be that easy, but okay. Like, I, 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 I think I would have bought more into it. Like, oh, now, now here's where the, the daughter of the evil corporation, uh, betrays them and leaves them down there with no way to get out sure, while, while they yeah. race back to, to use the, the core sample powers thing or whatever. The, the, giant uh, the hollow earth power battery whatever you want to call it <laughs> like i said the movie's got some really stupid shit in it <laughs> but <laughs> but basically like because they don't this is a power source they also don't understand they plug yeah. it into into the, the the sinister machine they've been making all along so they that humans be, can be the apex predator hence the name of the company good lord yeah. eye roll and uh, <laughs> a little uh, little on the nose little on sure. the nose <laughs> but yes we we discovered that they are the ones making mecha godzilla and, and this, which I did not see coming, to be honest, I wasn't sure what they were going to do. No, you but, know what? Uh, That's funny. You're, you're the, you're, uh, I've, I've heard this from a few people actually who didn't yeah. know this was coming. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know where they were going with it. I, I, I guess I just didn't have any like preconceptions about it. I, I, I think if I had sat down and thought of like, all right, who's the third person they're going to fight? Because obviously, in a uh, someone versus someone movie where there's both the be. guys are loved characters, there's got to be a third villain. So I was like, well, who's it going to be? Some other kaiju that comes up from the ground? I'm like, oh, no, that makes perfect sense. Why didn't I think of that, you know? No, and I, 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 I should I should apologize. I didn't mean to sound like like condescending, like I was being condescending to you. No, no, no. I only meant that I, I, I guess you don't watch the trailers the way that I watch the trailers where you, you pause and you kind of slide it and you pause and you kind of slide it because there, there is a shot in the trailer where you see Mechagodzilla reflected in, in Godzilla's eyes. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. And, and that was like, it, it, again, I guess, I guess maybe, maybe I ruined it for myself or else I would have had the amazing surprise that you had. So, so, uh, sucks to be me, I guess on that one. <laughs> but again, there's this evil corporation that's up to something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so again, it's, it's probably not all that, like you said, it's probably not all that surprising that that's what they're doing is they're building Mechagodzilla. Sure. And, and uh, again, but, but the twist being that this power source and the way they're controlling Mechagodzilla by using the skull of King Ghadira, yeah. uh, uh, of course, Ghadira's skull hooked up to Mechagodzilla via whatever. And then this power source in combination <laughs> means King Ghadira basically takes control of Mechagodzilla, right? I got that so far? Yeah, you know, and that the logic behind that was a little weird to me, too. I'm like, why, like... Is is there some sort of like latent memory inside the skull? That, I wondered like, that too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, what made it turn evil? Like there was no like inherent AI. It was literally just 
the guy hooked up to the skull. Yeah, he, he essentially becomes Wi-Fi, basically. He somehow <laughs> becomes sentient, which I don't understand since he was being operated by a person. So it's not like yeah. Hingadera took over that person's mind. He like fried him, and then I, <laughs> I I don't know imparted himself into like this. I don't. I, I again, there is some stupid shit in this movie, and I don't. <laughs> I don't point this out to 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 knock it. I I, no, I just no. point it out to point it out to be like, listen. This is dumb as fuck sometimes. Sometimes, like if you really want to like analyze this, it's dumb as shit. But it's yeah. so much fucking fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I had so much fun watching Godzilla and Kong pound the shit out of each other, <laughs> and then at the end, pound the shit out of Mecha Godzilla. I mean, yeah. like as far as that goes, the movie's a, an absolute blast. <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, that's all you should be going into that movie for. If, if you were looking for any other deeper uh, humanity overcomes all things, no, nah, fuck that. No, we're no, in no. it to watch Big Monkey beat Big Lizard. No, and, I, you know, I like to think of myself as, as like a, a somewhat, uh, um, I, 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 don't, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a pretentious a-hole, but like someone who like understands how a story should work. But, sure, yeah. <laughs> And and how I'm supposed to like understand and respect the human element of the story. Sure. Yeah, I don't care about that. I right? I did not give a fuck about the human element. As far as I'm concerned, they like Kong could have got knocked out and fallen on him, and I would have been fine. I'm like, yeah, well, that sucks to be them. They should have been hanging around with the giant monkey. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, <laughs> as far as I was, I was the way I looked at it too was it was like, well, Kong was kind of the human element. I mean, like he's the most human. Right. Of yeah, the Titans. That, that was my understanding. Sure. So, so I didn't need the other characters. Like, I didn't need Rebecca Hall's character necessarily to be like some kind of ambassador of humanity or whatever. And <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, a part of me is still shocked that they got Alexander Skarsgård in that in that movie. I was like, doesn't he have better things to do than being Kong versus Godzilla? Like those <laughs> Skarsgård kids are like very popular. The, the biggest named actor in that movie, to be honest. Like, I, and I like the cast. I mean, I I, I sound like yeah. I'm, I'm knocking it, uh, knocking the cast. I I actually like the cast quite a bit. I'm actually a, a surprisingly big Rebecca Hall fan. I think she got yeah. done dirty in, in Iron Man three. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot she was in that. Yeah. Damn, I mean, right. barely. Like, they, they, like, very. Like, uh, her. Like I said, her character got, got done dirty in that flick. Uh, but yeah. I, I like that actress. I like, you know. Uh, I guess they're all actors now. I shouldn't say actress anymore. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I like the. I like the human people that are in this movie. I just. I was like less. I wasn't compelled by. Uh, their sense of of, of urgency in, in aiding these characters. I at least understand Rebecca Hall and the kid because like they're 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 the ones who have been observing Kong. Like, yeah. Millie Bobby Brown's just like this weird stalker of of Godzilla, and yeah. then she has like Deadpool's uh, sidekick from Deadpool too, and, yeah. and you know Brian Tyree Henry from Atlanta as a uh-huh. you know, the podcaster who saves the world. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hammer that home. I loved it, <laughs> but no, it's just it's just a fucking fun movie. I, I I don't really know what else to say. Like I'm not here to examine that story and analyze it because I could rip it to shreds. But it's, sure, yeah, and I you just want to watch it. it. Just. Yeah, it was just a lot of suspension of disbelief. I mean, there was scenes that, I mean, the whole, like, reviving of Kong with the electric thing. Right, like, right, right. That's not how a defibrillator works at all. <laughs> <laughs> but sure, we're going to go with it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was fun, you know? Like, if you just, like, you know, say fuck off to logic for a minute and just watch the movie, it's a great time. No, I 100% agree with that. I, 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 I did enjoy myself quite a bit. It, you know, again, head-scratching plot elements aside, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really fun time, and it's, it's, um, 
it's definitely was worth the wait. It was definitely worth watching on HBO Max. You know, if if you have access to the theater, uh, you know, go rent one out and and see it on the big screen. I would love to see this on the on the big screen. Uh, I'm not yeah. in a comfortable place to go see it on the big screen, unfortunately. Uh, uh, yeah, but I would it, love yeah. to see that in IMAX. That would be great. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 great spectacle. It is it yeah. is totally worth your entertainment dollar. Yeah. Uh, but again, you, you know, put your brain kind of in neutral on this one. Don't don't th- don't think too hard about it. Just watch the giant yeah. ape punch the giant lizard. It's fun, and then watch Beat them both him. punch the metal one <laughs> with a stick. Oh, the axe is so great. A lot of great axe play. Did did you agree with the outcome of the of the of the fight between Kong and Zilla? Did you, did you see like like yeah, Godzilla should win this fight. You know, it's kind of tough because it's like. It, it was a weird thing where it, it was, <laughs> I think a lot of people were definitely like, yeah, Godzilla's obviously going to win, but I definitely had, had my, my heart set on like Kong putting up a good fight. I'm like, all right, look, he's got intelligence. He's got speed, you know, he, he's got mobility on Godzilla. Like that's, that's, that's got to count for something. And he's got a big fucking stick. All right? yeah, a big stick. <laughs> he's got his ax. You know, beat him down. Did, okay, hold on. Actually, you, I'm glad you said it that way because you reminded me of what I wanted to talk to you about. But like, could you like every time I'm watching Zilla or I'm watching Kong with that giant fucking axe, I'm thinking of Gimli from Lord of the Rings when he's like, right? "And my axe." <laughs> he just comes in there with it. Honestly, like, yeah, the axe was such a cool like <laughs> element to the fight. That was like just the deflection of his nuclear beam was just like awesome. So yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I, I kind of foresaw what the outcome was going to be, but sure. But Kong is always going to be the homie for me. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I get it. And like I said, I, I sort of feel like Kong is, is the, the human representation in those movies, not the actual humans. Uh, um, I, 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 again, and like you, I was kind of, I, I, I like Kong cause I kind of empathize with Kong in these other movies. And I think yeah. that's kind of what you're designed to do. What the, what those movies are designed to do. You're kind of designed to emphasize with with Kong. Godzilla is kind of like this unrelatable creature in in a, in a sure. lot of instances. So uh, Kong losing, I was like, oh, he lost because he's soft. He has like human <laughs> friends. He cares about that kid. Godzilla don't give yeah. a fuck about Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> like they don't hang out and watch TV together. Yeah, that's true. Godzilla can give a shit if that little girl dies. <laughs> Like I, those yeah. two literally, I don't think they share a scene together in any of the movies. Like she just kind of like watches and is like, "I understand him," and Godzilla's like, "Fuck off." <laughs> sure you do, kid. No, I'm Godzilla. I'm goth. <laughs> no one understands me. I'm dark and sinister. <laughs> so so yeah. I, I, I kind of got it. And then of course, after the brawl for it all between Zilla and Kong, I mean Godzilla's Godzilla took some damage, man. So when when Mecha shows up, yeah. he's kind of getting his ass whipped. And that's when, yeah. that's when, you know, obviously a Kong uh, all jacked up after his uh, adrenaline shot of electricity to the heart. Yeah. Uh, again, you get, that's when you get the, the, the team of the, of the century. And, yeah. and, and uh, listen, Roger, like, I, I had a great time with it. But you know, you, do you know what makes that movie end even better? What's that? Godzilla and Kong. Share a moment. Predator style. Carl Weathers, Schwarzenegger. You son yeah. of a bitch. You just slap the arms <laughs> together, just bulging biceps. And that's how the movie ends. Uh, that'd be great. That's the only way. That's how that movie should have ended. And I'm sad yeah. that it didn't happen. And if there's a sequel, that better be how it starts. 
<laughs> Kong, you son of a bitch. And they just, <laughs> uh, bicep. just, uh, just pure <laughs> testosterone between computer animated monkey and lizard. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> and then they fight the predator. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> One little predator tries to kill them and it doesn't go well for him. Short movie. He over fast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is funny though, because it's like, you, you definitely want to say that, you know, at the end of it, Godzilla was probably the one that won. But if you think about it, like Kong was the one that was like, you know what? I can let this go. Right. And he just drops the axe. And he's like, at the end of the day, you're like, in a way, he's really the winner because he knew when to like just say, you know, what? I don't need to fight anymore. I have nothing left to prove. Well, and again, and he still has his human friends while the people who yeah. think Godzilla is their friend, uh, he just left and went back to the ocean. <laughs> he's like, yeah, fuck you guys. Yeah, he's like, peace out, bitches. <laughs> yeah, <I'll>, basically. <laughs> I don't... It, I enjoyed this movie. It's it's ridiculous. It's stupid. It's fun as shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the best way to put it. Big dumb fun. <laughs> Big dumb fun. And I got I got no problems with movies like that that exist. Um, I I, I guess the last question I have about this particular thing is I feel like we covered the big points. I know we didn't get into like the nitty gritty of the story, but yeah. I don't I don't think we have to. <laughs> so. No, I, I think we covered what we needed to. <laughs> right. So I, I guess I you know I know you said you hadn't watched the uh, the the Godzilla pictures. You know the yeah. twenty fourteen Godzilla and then uh, the King of the Monsters. So so we 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 obviously have to we can't qualify that one. Um, yeah. But was this better than Skull Island, in your opinion? <sighs> that's that's tough. I would definitely. Oh, man, Skull Island was so good. It's hard. <laughs> They were almost like different movies in a way because it was like Skull Island focused more on the human aspect with calm drizzled in, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but this one was just all like just kaiju action. So, oh man, I kind of put them in different parks. Uh, if I were to watch another movie again, I might watch Skull Island before I'd watch Godzilla vs. Kong again. Mm-hmm. But only barely. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of a tough one. I I I I I think I agree with you a little bit. I th I think I put actually I, I I definitely give the nod to Skull Island still. Um, yeah, I love that cast. I think it's yeah. very. Uh, I think it's a movie with a much better. Uh, even though it's ridiculous and silly, don't get me wrong. I think it has a much better story. Yeah. I understand the humans. Uh, I understand Sam Jackson wanting to kill Kong for what he did to his men. I, I, I understand yeah. that movie uh, in a much better way than I can say I understand the motivations of certain characters in Kong versus Go or Godzilla versus Kong. You yeah. And, and again, there's there's too many tropes, like the evil corporation doing evil things. And, you know, like, sure. we're going to help you do this, but, like, we have our own plans. And it's like, all right, I guess we're doing that again. Yeah, and, like you said before, it was a little paint by numbers. Yeah, but I mean, uh, it has an interesting cast, uh, the Godzilla yeah. versus Kong. Uh, but yeah. like, I mean, I don't know. One of the most emotionally satisfying mo moments in that movie is is when Kong grabs the shuttle with uh, the evil corporation director's daughter in, it and then just crushes it <laughs> and just it, crushes it. Yeah, yeah, he just he looks at it like it's nothing. He's just like bug and smashes it. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. That lady was not nice. <laughs> No, she was kind of mean. <laughs> kind of mean. Kind of mean. Kind of mean. Everyone. 
Yeah, I, I, I guess I just, I guess I, I, maybe I just had more fun with with Kong Skull Island because you had, you had Brie Larson and Sam Jackson and Tom Hiddleston and and John C. Yeah. Riley and uh, again, I, John Goodman, I, John Goodman, Goodman yeah. was in there. Yeah, I mean, again, this has a wonderful cast, but it doesn't quite click the way the first one or the way Skull, the way Skull Island did to me. Yeah, I think Skull Island just had a better human element overall. You know, just the story that the humans had mattered uh, regardless of the Kong element, you know. And just having Kong in that movie was just kind of like another obstacle that they kind of came to find wasn't really an obstacle, you know. It was kind of an ally. But this one was kind of just more like, yeah, whatever the humans do kind of doesn't really matter we, we just want big beastie fights you know? i um i you know I, I, I sort of mentioned how king of the monsters isn't a great flick but i do think you should check it out even if you just fast forward yeah. to the the fight at the end against king Adara, because yeah. there is some cool shit in that fight scene uh when yeah. because uh they're, they're tearing up boston in that movie and uh <laughs> i don't, I don't want to i don't want to say what scene it is necessarily but like there's some cool shit in there and and uh, right, in right. my opinion, one of one of the, like the one of the coolest scenes ever is also in in, in that battle. So I, I'll I'll leave it for you. I know you get to it eventually. Yeah, no, it's definitely on the to watch list. We were gonna watch it before uh, Godzilla versus Kong, but then we saw that it was like over two hours long. And we're like, you know what? I think we're just gonna watch the other one and catch up with the, the other one. There, like, there's <laughs> so much of that movie you can fast forward through it and, and not really care. Again, the, the the human element in that movie is so inconsequential. There, there's yeah. some interesting stuff with uh, um, I forget the actor's name, but the guy who played Tywin Lannister on Game of Thrones. Um, oh. as, 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 you know, he's sort of like this like monster hunter kind of guy. Uh, but otherwise, <laughs> it's like just fast forward to the fights. <laughs> and again, it's 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 humans trying to understand Godzilla, who I think, in my opinion, is something un, un- understandable. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, even if you could, what does it matter? It's not like you could change his mind, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, again, like we said, like, like Kong is the human representation of this movie. Like, Kong is something yeah. we can't understand because, like, yeah. we are not that far removed from Kong. Yeah, he literally has sentience. We find out that he can uh, sign like do sign language, which is cool. So, you know. Yeah, and they they use that uh, to to pretty good effect, I think, in that movie too. You're, that's a really good point. I, I'm glad you mentioned yeah. that, Raj. Yeah, yeah. No, that was I, I thought it was a cool addition to it. So overall, definitely would recommend. <laughs> yeah, I I, I want to watch it again. I I, I got to get caught up on Invincible, and and uh, I only record 47 podcasts a week, so uh, I'm sure I have plenty <laughs> of time to to watch Kong and Godzilla again. Um, but, but I will get to it eventually because I, I was like, you know what? I'll just throw this on sometime and I'll have a good time. It's it's kind of how uh, Kong uh, Skull Island became so endearing to me. Is like I would just turn yeah. it on. I was like, yeah. this is just fucking fun. Let's just watch this right. while I'm you know doing shit around the house or whatever. Yeah, definitely. It was good, good stuff. Yeah, I agree. But uh, yeah, I, I give this a thumbs up. Uh, I, you definitely give this a thumbs up, right? Oh yeah. Definitely thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, if you have HBO Max, what else are you watching? I mean, come on, just put it on. Yeah, there's there's nothing as good as uh the kaiju battle that you'll see here. So uh, I mean, to, to be to be fair, the more I go, the, the more I explore my HBO Max, the more I'm like, oh, they have like everything on this. <laughs> like, yeah, they do have some good stuff. On that. I was is, finding that out this week. There's <laughs> so much stuff, and there's so many shows. I'm like, I've never heard of this, but this sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely got to go through that a little more often. I I. I definitely been missing out on a lot of cool stuff uh, we just need to we need, we need to sell this podcast to spotify for like 40 billion dollars uh so that we yeah. can stay home and watch all the shows finally 
you know, uh, if we can do that, I think we'll be set. Joe Rogan, make it happen. <laughs> uh, Raj, I think that's, I think that's it, man. Is there anything else you got to say about the about the movie or anything else we didn't get to? I know, I know, Mortal Kombat's coming, and I know oh, you're getting yeah. pumped. Yeah, dude. Like literally, my only like uh, downside to that one is that they pushed it back by a week. So I'm like, oh, I gotta wait one more week for that one. So. I don't know why they didn't really give a reason why they pushed it forward, but they're just like, yeah, it's delayed by one week. They had to put in more, uh, more sub zero making blood icicles and stabbing people with them. (laughs) They're like, Oh, people like that shit. Let's put more in there. I am down for that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, super excited for that. We'll definitely have our mortal combat, mortal combat cast with a K when that comes out. (laughs) We'll also have the moral combat podcast coming soon. And we'll talk about, you know, the right and wrongness of fatalities. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and when it's better to just do a brutality and punch his spine out of his back. You know what? You know what you could do, Raj, and I think the I think the listeners would love this. But you should rank fatalities in the game. Oh, I totally could. I think you I should think do. That'll it. have to be a thing. I think we should give you a, a, a like a, a a homework assignment, but a fun homework assignment. <laughs> Ranking primary Ranking... fatalities. Yeah. Yes, I think that would be <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we we need a video aspect for that one for sure. <laughs> oh. Well, if you if you want to be the guy to put together that YouTube video, by all means, have at it. <laughs> <laughs> Ranking fatalities. <laughs> oh my god, how I'm sure I'll get kicked off YouTube sooner or later. You might as well do it with that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start and end with that one. <laughs> Let's see how much copyrighted material I can steal and get in, finally get in trouble for. <laughs> <laughs> and by steal, I mean borrow for promotional purposes only. I'm helping sell your products. This is true. That's what we're here for. <laughs> All right, Raj. Man, this has been a lot of fun. We got so much stuff accomplished today. Like we, we caught up on, I think, everything important. And if yeah, we didn't talk we, about it, we, it's because it wasn't that important. Yeah, I was going to say, if we missed anything, uh, it's clearly just not as cool as everything we talked about. <laughs> that or else I'll just get I'll get a text from somebody berating me later and be like, why yeah. did you talk about this, you dodo bird? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I guess. Why, why didn't I talk about that? <laughs> that does happen. But, it it does know, happen. It does happen. The <laughs> the internet life on the internet moves quickly these days, and sometimes I forget to tab something. <laughs> oh well. All right, my friend. I will let you go. My God, is, this is late for us. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Roger, no worries, we'll you'll be we'll be back soon. Uh, uh, good Lord. Let's turn it off. <laughs> Catch you later, buddy. <laughs> Catch you later. And yet, this lifestyle. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Ooh, baby, what a mega show that turned out to be. Holy smokes, did we go on for a while. <laughs> I didn't think the news was going to take so long, but gosh, there was so much there. You know, and we hadn't talked to Roger for a while. So it was great to catch up with him and see what he's been up to and, and, and get his thoughts on, on Snyder Cut and a bunch of other stuff going on in, in the world of pop culture. I hope you all enjoyed the conversation and catching up with Roger again. It's been a little while since you've heard his uh, sweet dulcet tones. So we're glad that's happening again. Roger will be back on a more regular basis moving forward as we, as, as we continue crushing it in the year 2021. So again, this has been a long episode. So we're just going to get out of here. This, is, this has been a, a big one. And, and I, I thank you all for your patience and, and, and sticking with it and listening to it the entire way out. So uh, again, my name is Tom. This is the TomCast Podcast. Remember, we are on social media. We are at TomCast Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, TomCastPodcast at gmail.com. We are on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Apple, uh, Amazon Music, 
Audible, so many, many more. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, the best way to support us is by giving us a five-star review on there. Those really help get the word out about what kind of cool stuff we're doing here on the show. So please take the time to do, to, to, to do that. Uh, if you want to go a step further, you can become an official member of Pophead Nation at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. If you select the right level, you can join the nation and gain access to all the sweet bonus content. Just uploaded today a, a, uh, a special podcast uh, talking about why I think Baron Zemo is one of the greatest villains in the Marvel Universe and why, uh, why we should be giving him so much respect. So much respect on, on, on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And as I teased in the podcast, there will be another episode, uh, another, another podcast, I'm sorry, another Patreon uh, episode coming soon where I talk about Invincible from Robert Kirkman, from, from Corey, uh, Corey Walker and Ryan Otley. Uh, a great comic book that, that means a ton to me and now has an Amazon Prime animated show that is uh, definitely worth you checking out. So that's coming very, very soon. And by very soon, I mean later this week. So thank you so much to the current members of Pop Edition, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman, the Bayhawk, Jeff Nail. Jeff is the host of The Ringnear, a fantastic music podcast that I recommend to the world. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squid Master General, Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, and our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista, a pariah brewing company right here in San Diego, California, making the finest libations in the land. And hey, remember, like, subscribe, share the show, tell people about us, uh, help spread the word about the TomCast podcast, the greatest, smallest independent pop culture podcast with a guy named Tom on it. <laughs> That's the best way to sell it. Trust me on that one. All right, thank you all so much for listening. We're going to be back very, very soon. We'll be back on Friday with another breakdown of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. So be sure to head over there, check that out, and then come back and listen to our breakdown of the episode. It's going to be a blast. All right. Talk to you soon. See you then. Later, Gator. Ciao, babes. Great story. Compelling and rich. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions.